listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Tasmania right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Jason Cook, and today, Wednesday, the 22nd of November, we have David Leo joining us in the studio. Welcome, David. Thank you, Jason, and happy Wednesday to everybody. Happy Wednesday. It's good to be back on mm-hmm. air live again today. Always, always good to be live. On Wednesdays and Thursdays. Um, we are actually in our second last week, though, of live programs. So we're going to be taking a break for a little while soon. So uh, Yes, we need a break too. We need a break. We've got many things happening over the summer period in Tasmania down here. So, uh, But yeah, second last week of our live programs this week. Um, what happened today in history, in Christian history, David? We've got uh, a couple of things. Uh, the death of Horatio, Horatio Spafford's four daughters. Now, this guy was the guy who wrote the hymn, well-known hymn, It Is Well With My Soul. And uh, his four daughters were on a ship that was uh, sailing, uh, I think, across from, was it between England and, and France or somewhere? Anyway. Yeah. And uh, the ship sank and his four daughters. I think on the way to America, from France the way to, to America. America. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, his daughters died in that uh, shipping accident. And then he wrote the hymn, It Is Well With My Soul. Yeah, I heard, apparently, uh, I'm sorry, not heard, I read also that he had a, uh, I think, a law practice in France. Mm. I can't remember which city it was, but that also burnt down. Mm, Yeah, and and I think, um, I might be wrong on this, but I thought something had happened with his wife as well, but maybe I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that, so I'll have to. Yeah, I'm getting mixed up too, (laughs) falling off a horse or something like that, right? Yeah, something. And he writes the song. He had a really bad year, let's put it that way. Yeah, real real bad. And and, and listen, I sing that song Mm. with encouragement. Mm. When I sing that song, together with the church or when we sing it at home or when I'm singing it with my guitar mm. and as well with my soul, it really does have the effects of, Lord, life isn't going well right now. Mm. But, man, you think about this guy's story, four daughters. Man, man mm. if, if I lost all my three kids in one shot, wow. It'd be very have to have fa- Having faith in God at that time, amazing. Mm. So that was four years ago today that we got that song, that blessing of a – Blessing of that, uh, that hymn that we continue to it, sing today. It is amazing, though. As, as someone who occasionally writes a song, <coughs> I find it, it is actually a healing process as well. So I think maybe he wrote this song to help him heal from that tragedy as well. Um, so, yeah, and there's another, uh, another um, event that happened in 1963. The other one was 1873. But in 1963... C.S. Lewis died on this day, and of course he was a famous author who started life pretty much as a, uh, well, he started as a Christian, but then he became an atheist, and then in in trying to, I guess, prove figure that God didn't exist and try to figure out life, he, he rediscovered God. Yeah, he's written some amazing things. Yeah. Uh, speaking of another one, in 1866, a man named Tio Soga, an African Christian leader, he completed a translation of John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress. Ah, yeah. Which is, if you haven't read that, that's yeah, a great, book. great yeah. parable, long parable to read into the Kos. I wish I could say this right. Kosa language. All the Kosa speaking Africans are saying this guy is butchering how, butchering how to say it. But yeah, it's the, um, some refer to it as click click language, but man, it's amazing. It's not even a click. It's just, have you heard it? 
No. Hossa. Uh, yeah. So, tra- Pilgrim's Progress into different translations. So, a lot of amazing things that happened on the 22nd of November. Mm, absolutely. Well, today, David, we're continuing your little series called Worship at Home. Yes. And uh, we're on the the topic of sharing the word today. Um, last week, do you want to just give us a recap of where we've come from? Absolutely. I used uh, Luke 24 as a model. Two uh, disciples feeling really disappointed uh, on the road from Jerusalem, on the road uh, to Emmaus. And they're talking about the disappointments and how they just saw Jesus Christ on the cross that was meant to be the one that was going to reignite the golden years, the years where King David was in power and King Solomon, and he was going to bring bring that about again. But instead, he died on the cross, and that was it. Mm. And a gentleman joins them in the conversation. and um, yeah, that, that was two weeks ago, which I think we talked about that. And then last week we went on to... Yeah, three uh, we started with that. Three weeks. Okay. Yeah, yeah, three weeks. So that and so with these three, they hear hear the gentleman speak and they hear the word explained in such a way they've never heard before. They get fired up and think, "Wow, this is amazing!" And do you remember how long the trip was? The the walk was About approximately three and a half hours. So in three and a half hours, this yeah. gentleman gives them the Bible study of their lives. Mm. They're like, "Wow, we've never connected these dots before." And when they get to their destination, the moment that they're ready to, uh, uh, you know. Depart. They say, "Please join us. Don't don't leave us." And Stay the mo- for a meal. Yeah, when mm. you break bread, he um, they suddenly realise this is Jesus Christ Himself, and then he disappears. And, he disappears. <laughs> and then the the instant thing to do is run back after a three and a half hour walk. They run back because they need to tell the others. It's sort of relevant to today's program as well, isn't it? That need to tell others. <laughs> and that's the that's where we're yeah. at. The, yeah. we, we've got a f- uh, three stages. First stage is the importance of hearing the word. Yeah. So they heard what Jesus had to say. And the second stage is, um, oh, sorry, not a stage. More, the second part is also expressing yourself. You know, the, the, the disciples were expressing their disappointment to the, you know, to the, this gentleman that joined them and their thoughts and feelings. They expressed themselves at the end of the, um, the walk and said, Hey, we really enjoy what you're saying. You know, please join us. We want to hear more. And the third thing they did was they ran back. To share. Yeah. And so we've broken it down to hearing the word, speaking, uh, hearing the word is listening or reading the Bible or being around the Bible as much as you can, just absorb it. Second thing is uh, speaking, speaking the, the word, word, which is praying, you know, reflecting the word back to Claiming to God the promises, I remember from last week. Yeah. ABCs, ask, believe and claim mm. and gave, gave another practical one. And uh, our family did the, it again this week. The Acts. The, the Acts, Adoration yep. and... Um, yeah, even my wife still falls when she did the adoration. She, she said, thank you. I went, ah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. But, uh, acts. Um, and then today we're talking about sharing the word. Mm. The importance of part of worship is allowing others to get a glimpse or see uh, what the Lord is doing in your life. And sharing is really important. You know, I um, before we get into what Scripture says about it and why, why it's important for us to share, um, you've heard of the term backstabbing, haven't you? Yes. Well, what's what do you understand about backstabbing? Oh, it's where somebody, um, I guess, uh, instead of supporting you, they um, do the opposite. They try to bring you down somehow. Well, well and and often often behind your back when when you're not <clears throat> in uh, earshot of what's going. That's on. right. So you're not aware <laughs> of it. You know, yeah. it's, it's happening, but it's but you're not aware of um, them talking ill of you. I suppose you could call that gossip as well. Mm. But what be the um, what do you think 
I haven't, I haven't thought about this myself, but what's a term we could come up with that is opposite to backstabbing? You're talking behind somebody's I, back, but you're saying positive things about I, them. I would call it um, encouragement or edification. That's Perhaps. a fancy word, edification. Mm, yeah, the building up of somebody. Yeah, mm. uh, you know, because you can't call it, you can't call it um, back rubbing, can you? Because that's, <laughs> that's a literal, that's a literal thing or back padding. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's it's definitely not backstabbing, but mm. there is uh it, it is way better than the actual backstabbing, isn't it? When you when somebody talks positively of somebody mm, else, absolutely, you're you're actually you're actually promoting that person and commending them. Mm. You're not like uh, uh, you know one of the one of the hardest things for me to take on. You know, and I, I've, I've met, I think my dad told me this in my my twenties. He said, you know, when people talk about others and you haven't met them yet, so just take it as a grain of salt. Mm. You know, like try not to measure too much on that because you haven't even met the person yet. Mm. But you, it, it has to be said that it does. Do something to you. Yeah, it, it already skews your, uh, distorts your view before you even met the person. And I really don't like that. You know, you think, ah. Oh. And now we're living in a time where you could Google that person, <laughs> look up their Facebook, and you can make all these narratives in your mind about that person before you've even, you've even spoken to them, right? And um, what we're going to talk about now is today that Jesus somehow worked out that it's important for us uh, to talk about him to others because it strengthens our relationships, mm. you know, and it's it's odd. I found I've, I've I've got no studies. I've got no studies to cite or anything like that. But I found the same thing happens in our human relationships. If I go and talk to you about some, you know, all your great characteristics to somebody else without you knowing about it, somehow, some way, it strengthens our relationship. Mm. You know, uh, you don't know I'm saying it, but it's got something to do with the way I perceive. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. you know. Absolutely, I, I haven't done any extensive study, like I said, but mm. I, I really do believe it. Um, it just reinforces, uh, you know, how great this person is and why I have them in my life. And probably the most obvious one that I can really put my finger on is the moment I started talking about my wife a lot to other people. You know, my, and my friends would say, "They said, Dave, you know, can we talk about something else, man? <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean?" They said, "You keep talking about this girl." I'm like, "No, I'm not." <laughs> yeah, you do, and I'm not even aware of it. You know, that's that's a, that's when you realise, man. You're, it happens. It happens. You're, you're, I, you're, I know uh, with my children when um, a new relationship is budding, and yeah. uh, <clears throat> I know my uh, eldest son with his with his wife, and when he first met her, that the name would come into just about every, every conversation. conversation. <laughs> yeah, that, that was me. Yeah, yeah that was me. <laughs> Okay, well, do remember that uh, if you miss out on hearing the live program, you can always listen to it online. Go to uh, faithfm.com.au. You can go back and have a listen to our past programs and catch up. So we've got a question for you today. What story do you like to share with people? Mm. Tell us something about what you like to share with people. 0488-880-891 is the number to text us in and share your short story with us. <laughs> this is the final word um, by JJ Heller. Your heavy heart Your hanging head The shadow of Your deep regret your story's got a world of hurt, but it is not the fun. 
Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and today we're speaking with David Leo on the topic of sharing the word. Uh, we asked you a question, what story would you like to share, or do you like to share with people, and what story would you like to share with us? Just tell us a very brief uh, outline of your story that you mm. like to share with other people. We'd love to hear that today. So For text sure. us in on 0491. David, um, there's a bit of a story that you want to share. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Not your story, another story. There's a story morning. in the Bible. And it's a, uh, and the reason we're going to the story is trying to, we're trying to tap into the attitude and the spirit of these four lepers, mm. people that have suffered from leprosy. And they're in the Old Testament. This story is found in Second Kings 7, verse 3 to 20, if you want to have a read. I, I, I recommend you have a read of this. But uh, I'm not going to go through the story altogether. I'm going to summarize it for you. And what the story is, uh, the, the the city of Jerusalem is uh, Samaria, is um, they're is in a famine, under, is that right? Yes, yes, mm. they're in a famine because they're under siege. Yeah. Um, they're they're gone to a point where all the prophets have said, and if you keep continue like this, um, you're going to be attacked. All these cities are attacking them, and they're under siege from Syria. 
Mm. We've talked about Assyria, the, you know, the small, the minor prophet yeah. series that I talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. They were part of the, they, they were one of the ones, the, uh, the instruments of punishment that came to uh, Samaria. And they surround the city, they stop off all the, they stop all the supplies and whatnot, and some awful things happen there. But anyway, in this, um, the, there are four lepers, and, and, and the rules. They had to be outside the that's gates. Right, they had to be outside the gates. They're mm. not allowed to. They're not allowed to be part of the uh, community. So they have to hang outside, and then they they're basically caught in between. There's mm. a siege of this army that's on the outside, and then there's a famine happening in the in the place where they usually get food from, where they you know scavenge and, and say, "Please spare us some food or whatnot." And uh, so they're in between the, the two, and they're like, "Okay, our our home is under famine, and there's a camp out here." What are the risks? You know, like well, if we stay here, we're going to die. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> we need to do something. That's right. So they have a little meeting. Mm. They go, look, let's let's go ask the ask the Assyrians, and if they they give us some food, then you know, good for us. If if they kill us, well, so be it. It is. <laughs> we're going to die anyway. We're done. We're done yeah. for. And you know, you got to keep in mind, just mm. to give context to our listeners, when you're when you've got leprosy, as soon as the priest identifies that you've got leprosy, you have to leave straight away. You can't say goodbye to your wife or your husband or your kids, uh, to your, you know, to the workplace. You've got to leave immediately. You've got to find a new way of living, and you never see your family, friends. You're never part of normal society ever again until that leprosy, if that leprosy disappears. Now, this is the, this is their, their lot now in life. Mm. And so, of course, they're going to hang out with each other because... They can all identify with each other. They all have the same story, mm. right? And so they go to the camp, and lo and behold, when they get there... No one's there. No one's there. The, the army's gone. The smoke is still... The, <laughs> yeah, the, the soup is still nice and hot. The, uh, it, and the army's and gone. even their animals are left there. Apparently. The animals are yeah. left there too, and they're thinking, what, what just... But, you know, they, they don't ask any questions. They start eating the food. They start collecting the, you know, the, the gold and the silver and the armory and all these type of things. They, they just, this is basically a, a, a what do you call it, like a shopping spree. Mm. Yes, this is right. So, so just to fill our listeners in on the, the, the reason why that was left empty was because God sent um, these sounds of big armies. Yeah. Like, and they th- they, these guys thought that the Egyptians and the... Um, the other surrounding nations were actually coming to attack them. They, they thought they'd done some deal with the Israelites, I think. That's right. They thought they were coming to aid them in, in, yeah. in war. Yeah. And so they took off. And um, in verse 9, could you, read, could you read verse 9 for us? Something yes. happens in verse 9. Now, I've got the New Living Translation up here, but I'll read that yeah. anyway. It says, Finally, they said to each other, This is not right. This is a day of good news, and we aren't sharing it with anybody. Uh, if we wait until morning, some calamity will certainly fall upon us. Come on, let's go back and tell the people at the palace. Okay, whoever spoke up, right, they they all had the same feeling as somebody spoke up and said, we all know that what we're doing isn't right. Because they're, they're taking advantage of this for themselves, which was fine, but they weren't sharing it with the people back in the city who were starving. Yeah, and, and you think, why should you share it with them? They yeah. kicked you out, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. You know, aren't they the ones that... But then they're probably thinking, my family's in there. Yeah, exactly. My friends are in there. Mm. You know, my, all, all these people that I love are in there. And they even have this philosophy that if they don't do what's right, something's going to... I was like, what calamity other than leprosy could you, <laughs> could you even you know, try and think about? But that spirit of, oh, this is, this is really good. You know, we've got to share it with others. <laughs> There's this podcast that I love listening to. And they came up with this term. 
the term was called great keeping. Great keeping. Great keeping. Okay. And one of them said, you know, you know in life sometimes you got a, you got a great keep. I said, what's that? And apparently he put on he put on his Instagram. He found this really nice bakery in New Zealand, and he took a photo of him eating a pie outside the bakery, and he um, made sure to cover. He covered the, the name, name of the bakery of yeah. and covered the signs, any signs that gave indications oh, of the So it's keeping secret great things. That's right. <laughs> okay. so, so if you've got a great thing, you keep it to yourself. Yeah. Okay. And uh, they had a discussion. You know, was there room for that? You know, and um, <laughs> lots of people were saying, nah, in the community, when you find something that's awesome, you, you want to share it. You want to share it. Mm-hmm. You know? And you find it a lot. Like, I come from the Samoa community, and I found out when they moved somewhere in New Zealand, in, in Auckland, and they found a nice suburb, well, they told the other families that came over, and then you get these little pockets of, you know, and, and since growing up, I found that with a lot of immigrants that come, they seem to congregate in the same area, and I think they must have the same same thing that happened with the Samoans. You know something good, you tell the others, they tell the others and tell the others, you know, so there's no great keeping there. Whatever mm. they find that is good, you share it, and I believe that these these four men have the same spirit, you know. When you mm. When you find something good, there is a... There's something inside us that says, hey, don't keep it to yourself. You gotta tell somebody else about it. Yeah, you gotta tell somebody else about these blessings, these mm. blessings that you're you're receiving. In a way I think though that, that that attitude is perhaps something that comes from God, you know, comes from the spirit, that I that desire to share with other people. Because some I think I think if we don't follow God, if we don't follow those principles then we can become selfish and say, well, I've discovered this. Well, this is great. You know, I, I want to keep this for myself. So, well, I, you, know. <laughs> you know, it doesn't help anybody, right? I mean, I mean, uh, we, we've been in the workforce. Both of us have been in the workforce. And uh, we've also been in school, right? And I have found, I have found that um, when you share good things that you found, it actually comes back to you. Actually, let me, let me share. Let me share a really quick story of you. When I was at college, I didn't realize that we had a culture. And a, a big shout out to all the guys that I studied at college with. We, when we found something great, if we found a good journal article, or we found blah blah blah, or um, I wrote an essay that was really good, or somebody else wrote an essay, we would share it with each other and say, "Hey, have a look at this. Teacher gave me a good mark. You know, mm. must be some things in there. Uh, they said this, that, and the other. So maybe you know you could." get uh, some ideas from it. So we had a really co- a really good culture of sharing things around, right? Mm. And I might have told you this, Jason, but I remember in the last year when we did um, the awards, they said, make sure you come to the awards, you got an award for you. And I was like, oh, fantastic. So I went and um, they said, uh, uh, the award was called Youth Evangelism, something like that. And I said, oh, fantastic. You know, I've got my award, really happy. I was like, praise the Lord, thanks for this. And... Um, I sat there for the rest of the ceremony because, you know, that's the courteous thing to do. You know, just get your award and, and walk out. And at the end, they said, oh, we've also got the uh, award of excellence, you know, and this is a, it's a, this is a monetary value that comes with these awards. And they said, oh, the monetary, uh, the award of excellence goes to this person. And they listed it on the, um, listed on the, the board. The you know, it was like, there was like 15 things on there, you know, said one of them was, oh, this person was willing to, you know, really share with others and, um, you know, it was easy to teach and, um, you know, was uh, always willing to help other students and all this kind of stuff. I was like, wow, this person's amazing. Good, good on this person. You know, like, uh, we need more people like this in the, and then at the end, they said the name, they said, David Leo. I went, what? I said, no way. That's not me. Like I couldn't, I had a bit of trying to match the list with what's mm. on the, what's mm. on the, you know, what, what's now being said. Mm. I was like, 
whoa, man, I can't, you know, I'm trying to really, really put this, put this together. But, uh, um, you know, when I sat down with the other guys and, and you know, the, the boys who were with us said, Dave, you know, like, this is true, man. Like, you know, we started, they started breaking it down. And it took, probably took about a week before it, before it actually hit home. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. You know, let me, let me take this with grace and just say that this is a gift, you know. But that, that's something I'll never forget, you know, like just, just, uh, and just the importance of not being greedy with what you have. And when you're working and you've acquired this knowledge of five years experience and the new fellow comes along, you know, don't, don't be that person that's like, oh, this five years of knowledge that I have, I'm, I'm going to keep it to myself. Mm. Now, invest in that new person and say, hey, my five years, whatever I've learned, I'm going to try and give you everything I know and, and, and uh, you know, experience and show you how to do it. And you build on top of that. You know, like that's the, that's, these are the great things that happen from sharing. And, mm. and like, like you said, I believe that is a God thing as well. Mm. I believe God instilled that in us. Mm. In the Because I said these are the three basic things of a, a relationship is uh, hearing, speaking, and sharing. Mm. You know, those are the three basic fundamentals. And I believe God's instilled that in each and every one of us to have strong relationships. Mm. Yeah. Um, Matthew we got time to go to Matthew. Yeah, we got 40 seconds. Okay, Matthew 28, 18, 20. This is why I believe Jesus has, Jesus says this because he knows this is really important for us. English Standard Version from Matthew 28, 18 to 20. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Mm-hmm. Talk about him, he says. Go and talk about and, me. And teach them. And yeah. 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 And it's interesting because they, they were the last words that Jesus said. So I, right. I sort of feel like they must have been important. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. Incredibly so. So we're going to come back and talk more about that after the break. This is I Will Not Hold Back by Wendell Kimbrough. I will not hold back. I will sing this song I was sinking down Till my Savior saw That I needed help And He came to save I will not hold back From my Savior's praise I was so depressed I was so far gone I was lost and dead voice is strong I will not hold back from my Savior's song for he rescued me and he set my feet on a rock where I can sing how great is the
to proclaim the wonders of your love. But I won't slow down and I won't give up. I will not hold back from my Savior's praise. I will not hold back from my Savior's praise. I will not hold back from my Savior's praise. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and we're speaking with David Leo about sharing the word. Mm-hmm. And uh, we asked you a question earlier. Uh, we haven't had any responses, so I'd love to hear from you today. Me do, too. Do text us in on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. The question was, what story do you like to share with people? Let us know. Text us in on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Um, now, David, um, <coughs> sorry. Excuse me. I'll just turn your mic. <laughs> You're right. <coughs> okay. Um, we've got that out of the way. Yep. <laughs> um, you were just sharing a, a story uh, yeah, in your life. In college. And uh, this principle, I guess, of um, when we share with people, sometimes it comes back to us, I guess. Yeah. For sure, mm. for sure. I think we shouldn't be um, reluctant to hold back on sharing the good news like these four lepers said. You know, this is mm. a day of good news. Mm. And they all could feel, we've got to tell somebody about this. Now, we just read this uh, passage of Scripture, and it's uh, often known as the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. What more did you want to say about that? Just that when, when Jesus gave that last instruction or empowerment, you know, saying all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Right? What I did with you and making you followers, do the same thing. Mm. And uh, he says, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you, and behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. He's encouraging them, talk about me. You know, like the, the way you're going to make disciples is that you uh, talk about the things that you uh, saw, what you experienced, and what you went through while I was here on earth with you. And it wasn't too long, you know, like um, if we could read First John 1, uh, First John 1, verses 1 to 4, please, Jason. Yeah, it says, the, uh, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we looked upon and have touched with our hands, yeah. concerning the word, of the, li- uh, the word of life, the life that was made manifest, and we have seen it and testify to it and proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and was made manifest to us. That which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. That's a long sentence. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But an important one. And we are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. Oh, that's interesting. Isn't it? Mm. The very last part mm. that, um, w- that these disciples are saying, listen, the things we're telling you, these are not hearsay. I didn't go on Facebook and read somebody's profile and I'm coming to you to, to recite the profile that I read. This person that I'm talking about, I sat down with them. I heard them laugh. I heard them cough. I heard, you know, I, I ate with them. I ate with this person, and I'm telling you, I touched this person. This person touched me. 
this is a real person that sat with me, right? And we're talking about these things. So already in the generation of the disciples, Jesus has resurrected and gone to heaven. Already they're dealing with people saying, oh, that, that wasn't a real person. That was some type of um, spiritual manifestation or that was a figment of um They're already dealing with these people saying, no, nah, if that was God, he couldn't be flesh and whatever ideas came across. And these people are saying, no, we're telling you, the reality that we dealt with is this. And we're sharing this reality with you so that our joy may be full. Mm-hmm. They've got the same attitude as these four lepers. You know, this news that we're telling you, this, this the thing that we experience with Jesus Christ is so good that we cannot keep it to ourselves. It's wrong for us to keep it to ourselves. So I've got an unscripted question, that, yeah. something that I've been questioning myself lately, so I'm uh, putting you on the spot this here. Is, this is fresh bread. This is fresh bread. Yes. So how do we deal with that when we do want to share and we've got a story to tell uh, and yet see you know, people close to us and those who uh, you know, don't believe or um, have drifted away... They don't seem to want to hear it. How do you handle that then? Well, this is this is where this com- becomes real powerful because what we what we're talking about is in the Christian circles we call it a, actually actually in the courts as well they call it a personal testimony. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a witness and you're going to give you know give an experience of what you know whatever it is that you went through, right? And um, as you said, there's going to be a, a difficult situation. I want to give a personal testimony really quickly. My wife finished up work uh, about three weeks ago, I think. We prayed that she'll uh, get some work again. I was actually in two minds, you know. I'm, I was in, I'm in two minds because I want my kids to experience what it's like and we don't have money. Mm. I want them to know what that's like because mm. both my wife and I have been through that. And also, um, it, was, it, was, it was nice having my wife at home. <laughs> you know, with the, the kids loved it as well. But uh, she's back at work now. And... Uh, and she has to be with her, she has to do some social thing with her team this Friday. And they're already starting, they, some of them are already asked, what does your husband do? What does your husband do? She says, oh, he's a pastor. He does this for you. And it's got, it stirred the curiosity. They want to ask more questions, but they said, I will talk more at the Friday social. And my wife, being the introvert that she is and blah, 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 she's already anticipating, what am I going to say? They're going to ask religious questions and, and things like this. So my advice to her is just share your Personal testimony. Don't mm. don't get into any theological discussions. <laughs> Nobody's that. You, know, you you gotta find the uh, you gotta find the special ones that have those theological discussions. But everyone's willing to hear your testimony. So let me give you an example. Right? Let's say um, let's say you're this friend of yours that doesn't like hearing about your Christian stories and things like this. Let's say they they, they do something like oh you know this is this is really making me angry. You know every time I go in the queue and blah blah blah. You know. I, I've been, I've been, I've been preparing this for ages and I can't get there. And you, know, you can say things, man, I can't, I don't understand what you're going through. You know, and I said, well, what do you mean? I said, oh, there was a time that I would, you know, I was preparing something. I was really blah, blah, blah. And, uh, yeah, just had to have the patience. Well, well how are you patient? And, you know, this, wow, you know, I, uh, I know you don't like hearing this, but the truth, up. yeah, the mm. truth of the matter is it's my faith. Mm. My faith in Jesus. And yet, mm. sometimes they roll their eyes. I've had that. Mm. You've already said what you said. <laughs> you know, that, that seed has been planted now. And they're like, oh, you know, um, I think I think one of the um the soccer are saying that one of the people that interviewed her when they found out about her Christianity, they even shared something in their life 
they had nothing to do with the interview because they learned that soccer had my, my, my wife had had this type of faith you know so our testimony is incredibly important I want to look at this story of the woman at the well in uh, John 4 who, who shares her testimony immediately she <laughs> she doesn't mess around um this is uh, John four thirty nine to forty two. Oh, yeah. Another the first one. I think it's tw- twenty eight to thirty. Uh, twenty eight to thirty. Yep. Yes, can you read that one, please. So it says this, this, is, this is, after, is after Jesus yep. had been talking to the woman. So the woman left her water jar and went away into the town, and said to the people, "Come, see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ?" Ooh. They went out of the town and were coming to him. Okay, so now we've got a group of Sumerians, right? They don't mix with the Jews, mm. you know. And she's dropped a jar, and we know from the story that this is somebody that uh, is embarrassed about her life. She doesn't really want to mix with the others because mm. she probably doesn't like the gossip and the backstabbing that, we that think happens. That's probably why she was going in midday. I presume yeah. so, yeah, mm. because that's not the normal day to go. Mm. And now she's dropped her jar. She's ran into the into the town and she's speaking out loud, which is already a uh, she's different. Mm. <laughs> mm. Something's changed in her life. Not only that, the Sumerians are, are waiting for the Messiah, and she says, "This man just told me everything about my life," you know. And they're like, "What?" That she's she's happy to ex- she's happy to have her life out in the open. Mm. Nobody's happy to do that. Well, I can tell you, yeah, I'm not happy to do that. But when I know it's safe in Christ's hand. Well, that's changed. I, it changes it, mm-hmm. right? And, then, and she says, could this be the Christ? And they're like, what? The Christ? Mm-hmm. So they all come out to, to hear him. And then in 3942, if you can read that. Many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. Mm-hmm. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them. And oh. he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is indeed the Saviour of the world. Wow. Okay. So they hear her witness, and then they hear from him, him himself. And this is this is the good news that we want to share. You know, this is what we want to do: share our testimony, and then have them come to the experience it for themselves. For themselves. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. Uh, David, we've got a book offer today. It's called Stories from Sunnyside. And uh, this is by Ellen White. Um, well, it's actually been put together by Marianne de Berg. But tell us yeah. a little bit about this book because yeah. I know you've got it. Yeah, this, this, this book is awesome because uh, for me personally, uh, I, I grew up, and you've probably heard some of the story uh, books that we've recommended on Faith FM, Great Controversy, Desire of Ages, fantastic books. I grew up hearing a lot about these things, Ellen White said this, Ellen White said that, but I never ha- really understood her personal ministry. Uh, reading this book, gives a real insight into what she did in her own type of personal ministry, giving up, you know, um, you know the, the story she told to kids and a kid story, people that she encouraged along the way that we never hear about. And so this is a, a really good testimony of how, how God worked through Ellen White's life. She had a massive calling in sharing what um, God called her to do, but just being, just being, who she was, you realize, wow, she, we have the ability to do the ministry that she does. And so mm. I really recommend this book that you find out what her personal ministry was like. Well, stay tuned after the break. We'll give you the code for this book. And uh, this song is This Is What We Believe by Aaron Schust. You are the Christ. 
anointed one, light of the world, God's only son. In the beginning was the word. Emmanuel has come to live with us. Truly, this man is the son, the son of God, who takes away the sins of the world. This man is the lamb, the lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. And this is what we Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're finishing up today with David Leo on the topic of sharing the word. Our book offer today is Stories from Sunnyside and this is uh, stories about Ellen White when she was in Australia between 1891 and 1900 
and there's some really great stories yeah. in there. I believe yep. I haven't read it, but uh, you have, David. I so have. we've got four copies to give away, and the code for today's book is Worship Number Five, no spaces. Text in Worship Five to zero four eight 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 zero eight nine one, and uh, you can claim one of your four copies. Yeah, the the author. The author that you mentioned uh, before, she worked at the um, the library. Marion de Berg. Marion de Berg. Yeah. And she used to, um, when I, if I had a conversation with her, she would like to tell a story, you mm-hmm. know, or something that she should discover. So I was about to talk about um, a story where uh, there was a farmer around Kurenbong, where the college is, and he remembers Ellen White as a woman that would come around every now and then and give him an, ap- an apple pie. Mm-hmm. So he remembers that. But then I realized that book's not in Sunnyside. That was just a story that she told me yeah, from right. the documents, right? Yeah. So uh, I suppose I'm just putting it in there that um, I I bought the book because the author would actually tell me stories of what she would find in the you know about some of our history in um, in the library. So big shout out to to her for putting this this book together, but. Um, I was thinking about the question, you know. Like, I'd, I'd love if there was a time we could we could meet our um, meet our listeners and actually hear their stories. That'd be so awesome, you know. Mm. It'd be so awesome to, to hear that. Um, but I want to finish up with I want to finish up practical ways that we could share our stories or our testimonies or you know whatever happens in our um, in our lives. Here's here's one myth I want to crack, Jason. Here's one myth I want to crack. Um, lots of people think a personal testimony is the formula to a personal testimony. Is somebody gets up, talks about how bad their life used to be, yeah. then they met Jesus, and then their life turned around. Mm. That's I don't know how that formula became the personal testimony, but I that, mean it, it is a formula, and that does happen. It, it is our formula. Yeah, but, that's right. But there's many other. Testimonies, <laughs> but there's a bee in my bonnet because when I talk to young people, they think that's the only formula, you know, and they think, oh, I, I haven't really lived that life. Oh, mm. My my mm. life, I grew up in the church, and da 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 da, and it's like going to help them along. But mm. the the fact of the matter is, even if you use that formula, you know, I've got a testimony that uses that formula, but the fact is that happened 21 years ago. Many things has happened between Christ and me mm. <laughs> since 21 years ago. I, in fact, I shared a story of what just happened with my wife and me with her looking for work. Mm. That that is a um, th- th- that is a testimony. Mm. Another testimony testimony would be that um, uh, you know recently I've discovered that my youngest youngest boy he doesn't actually he, he doesn't actually think and uh, do things the same way as his older brother and sister. And so I figured out, did some reading, got some advice from teachers and whatnot, and it's possible that my son may have ADHD, right? That's 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 a possibility. So I've been educating myself, listening to podcasts, reading some material, and I've been practicing some of the stuff that other parents do. And lo and behold, I'm getting response from it. And that's another thing that I praise God for. We didn't see that before, and now it's like, wow, our eyes have been opened. You know, like we, we can... Help our boy out. You know, it's getting a bit of relief going, oh, mum and dad can kind of understand where, where I'm coming from. That's what I'm sharing right now is another testimony that can't be done without a God thing. You know, you know what I'm saying about mm. yeah, uh, keeping it, <laughs> I think I used the word already, keeping the bread nice and fresh. Mm. Yeah, I love dealing with some fresh bread. You know, like um, I still tell the old stories, but the fresh bread, oh, that's some good, that's some good stuff. You know, when people share something that just happened yesterday, I'm like, oh, really? 
Whoa, yes, man, you know. And when they tell me the journey of the the prayer, you know, you know, when this first happened, I was like, man, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. You know, this is this is impossible. I, I don't have the resources for this. So I was praying to God. I was like, man, God, I don't know how I'm going to get the resources. So I just kept plugging away. I get this phone call. This gentleman calls up. He goes, hey, I'm just in town for a couple of days. Um, a friend told me about you. Can I just come around? I want to have a look at some of the stuff that you're doing. And they come around. Hey, I'd like to put some money towards this. That, what? Where did that come? You know, that, those cover stories just, man, it, it's too good to to say, oh, how coincidental. Yeah, exactly. You know, mm. it's, it's always, it's, it's providential. And so when these things happen in your lives, like, how do you share it? You know, you were saying before, what if people don't like it? Here's one. I'm going to be very modern, modern in this, in this one. Um, if you're on social media, <laughs> there's a place where no one can argue with your post, you know. Well, they can try. <laughs> they, they, they can try. Yeah. But there's a place where you can post up things like, um, I'm seeing a few, few lately. I've got, you know, my, my, my generation have got kids graduating in high school and things like that. And, uh, you know, they're posting up, just so proud of my child. You know, these are, these are testimonies, right? Mm. Not, um, not things about showing off or anything like that, but really putting Jesus on blast and saying, wow, you know, I've been praying about this moment that God had provided resources. I thought I didn't have any. And just out of the blue, this gentleman rings me, comes around and da, 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 here is the project, you know, and everyone can see it go, wow, that's amazing what's happening in that person's life. Mm. You know, this, this Jesus thing, you know, but uh, I do have friends that like to post up theological arguments. I think, yeah, I, I think people are more inclined to listen to a, <laughs> a, a story, a personal story. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. want to hear what you know, what's Jesus done in your life that Jesus is so important, and uh, rather than you know, and, and this is this is what this text says if it, in the Greek and in the Hebrew, blah blah blah. It's like, oh. No, no, share our testimony. Another another one is spotting the opportunities, um, like we talked about before. He said, how do you share if they don't want to hear it? You know, just being very, um, don't be the one that just gives it to them when they didn't ask. I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's about being respectful. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah, like wait wait for the opening. You know, is the invitation, be prayerful about it. You know, send up a Nehemiah prayer. If you didn't know what a Nehemiah prayer, it's um, if you read the book of Nehemiah, he approaches the king and says a prayer while he's approaching the king. That's it's just a quick prayer. Boom. You know, Lord, is this, can, can I share this with, with them? Is this the time to do it? And when the green light, feel like the green lights come, go for it. You know, but here's the thing. Share. Just share all the good things. Don't, don't be a great keeper, right? When great things happen in your life, be willing to be like the four lepers. Be like the woman, the woman at the well. Be like uh, the disciples and the apostles that, said they had seen, they had touched, they had heard, mm-hmm. and everything that we experience, when we share it, you'll live a life of gratitude, you'll live a life of, um, you know, as you repeat the stories, I was, sh- I was sharing with Jason that, you know, I used to, as a young fellow, I used to hear these uh, older gentlemen tell me stories, and they'll tell me the same story over and over again, I told my dad, dad, what, what do I do about this, he just keep listening to them, you know, they, they probably forget that they already told you the story. But what, one thing that happened to me a couple of years later, I could repeat their story to other people because I heard it so many times. Hmm. You know, so uh, don't be afraid or reluctant to share all the, the blessings and all the great things that God has done in, in your life. And I think perhaps or others. spending uh, a few moments each day just thinking about those things, you know, like what is it that I can share? You know, 
thinking about the blessings that we actually right. have from okay. God. Okay, being intentional. Being, being intentional. Yeah. Because uh, that actually puts us in the right frame of mind uh, in order to be able to share. Yeah. And my last yeah. appeal is for anybody. Go on Faith FM Radio and share your story. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, David, um, next week uh, will be your last week for this year live program. Yep. Uh, we're going to do a bit of a summary of your yes. Worship at Home series. Yeah. And tomorrow you'll be with David Maxwell. He's doing a one-off program next week called The Day of the Lord, and it's a look at Zechariah 14. Yeah. It's a bit of a, an interesting chapter to, to have a look at, so... Remember, our code for today is worship number five, stories from sunny side. That's Ellen White's time in Australia from 1891 to 1900. May God be with you today. This is Salt and Light. Make me